It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, Let me bang you, Let you bang you, Greetings, Marys and Virgins. Go for Jesus! Go for Jesus, people! Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Hey, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. I'm here. We got a special Friday show. Uh, with Bill Dawes and my buddy Aldo. We've had Aldo on the show before. We also have uh, three-time, maybe four-time All-American Bryce Meredith coming on the show, who's undefeated UFC fighter, who's just yeah. insanely talented. Uh, Wait, is he, in the UFC? is he in the UFC at this point? He just signed with Bellator. He's 3-0. and He signed with Bellator. He, was, uh, he, he made the national finals. I, I'm getting echo. So one of you guys has echo a little bit. Uh, he made uh, the national finals. He made a national final. He lost to a guy named Yanni. I'm not even going to try to attempt. Yeah, that. yeah. I got uh, it. I, I, that guy beat him wrestling, too. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yanni, and, and like wrestling, I'm saying. In, oh, in, oh. In, in wrestling, in the NCAA finals, yeah, he, yeah. He, he lost to this guy who. That's who, dude, like that a, dude's brutal. Yeah, he's brutal. Like a, and it was a close match. It was like a yeah. once in a lifetime. But he, he also, uh, he's just a. The man, and then also we got Patrick Downey on the show. So yeah, so we got we got two really good guests. Um, I'm actually coming out of couples therapy with my wife, literally <laughs> an hour ago, not even like ten minutes ago. So I, I, I almost teared up during it, and and then my Whoa. my couples therapist is like, "How old are you?" I kind of threw like a temper tantrum actually. Um, but it was it was good. It was actually I'm I'm taking it was actually great. It was all me. It wasn't because of my wife. It was just like, can you uh, share with the class? <laughs> he just came out of couples arguments. Well, because I asked, I'm, I'm making a, a new CD and I have to like fix it up. And Bree's great at editing, and I'm editing like five sets at each other. So I'm like, hey, but I gave her like 90 notes on it. I gave her way too many notes, and then she was, it was too much. So then I'm like, fine, I'm done asking you for things. I'm like, I, I give up. I'm done. I'll do it myself. Never asking you again. And and it was, but and I kind of threw a temper, and I'm like, but it was me. It was. <laughs> Why would you ever get your wife to do that job? Oh my god! <laughs> Have you heard of like you know slave labor in the Philippines? Come on. Yeah, I know. There's that's one thing, but also like I have to be nicer to myself. I'm learning just in general. All day long, I go around beating myself up. I have the most negative. Like I do positive things, like whether it's coaching wrestling or the no. podcast or or this that. But literally in my fucking head, I'm like I'm a failure, and, and I'm I'm a failure, and everything I do, like like. Last week, I had billboards in Las Vegas. I had, I'm on the marquee. Uh, like the guy that, the kid that was handing out flyers in Times Square, getting spit on, begging people to come to comedy shows, <laughs> would have loved Yo, to like. Bill, Bill, we'll go do a show. He kills it, right? He kills it. 
And one lady might yell something. He goes, do, do you think, do you think that was bad? Or like, do you think they didn't like, dude, you just fucking killed it, man. I, I don't, you got, dude, yeah. you do more in a day than most people do in a year. I don't understand how you don't, you know, you got like in my, in my head, in, in my head, I'm always like one gig away from everything getting canceled. Like I'm always like, it's literally like, like, yeah, I did well, but they're not going to have me back. Or yeah, this was good, but this person's gonna complain. Or this was good, but I'm not I'm not as funny as the 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 features did better than me. It's always in my fucking head, and um, it, it's just a terrible way to live. It's a, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's that combined with like a severe OCD. Like people don't realize this. Like I used to drive around my block, and I'm like, I hit somebody. No, I didn't hit anybody. No, I fucking hit somebody. Somebody's dead. Uh -huh. And yeah, I but you're also stoned when you're doing that. I'm be honest. I would circle the block for hours looking for people that I hit. I, I knew in my head I didn't hit anybody. I knew I didn't hit anybody. Oh, but in my head, like the worst thing you could do <laughs> is think I would never do that because oh, thank you. It's like quicksand. It's you have to like you, yeah. you, you. I have to normalize not combating that thought because if I combat the thought, it gives it gives the thought actual. Like it, it gives it worth. So what you resist persists, right? That's the phrase. What you resist persists. And then I got kicked off a show recently. I didn't even get. Why? I got suspended from a show because, dude, every fucking show was great, but <laughs> some people, a couple people walked out. Anyway, so I got. I'm not even gonna give it, but I got suspended. Yeah. So uh, was this was this locally or is this out of state? Out of state, but um. I got it was this normalized gig. I, I still have the re whatever. Uh, so I'm just like, but right away that goes to, well, now I can't afford my house. I can't afford my mortgage. I'm going to broke. My wife's going to leave me. I'm going to live yeah. in a, I'm going to live in a one bedroom. I'm, I'm going to have to live with Aldo. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to start this wrestling club. No one's going to join. Hey, I'm going to be, I live in a micro studio and I'm, and I have a baby mama. You're, you're way better off than me, Adam. Sure. Come on. It's uh, all good. What's it's, so bad about living with me, man? I got a big-ass couch for you. No, you're... Dude, Aldo's <laughs> one of my best friends. And and I, I, if you haven't already tuned off this fucking podcast due to anxiety, uh, we'll talk about how great... <laughs> so me and Aldo have been coaching wrestling for 15 years, Bill. And uh, he's by far the funniest. Uh, I, you've never met a more old-school coach. This guy is... <laughs> Dude, he got all right. So, was my character based on Aldo at all? <laughs> uh, con, the, no, kind of. Well, no, there was another guy named Dixon who came in there and started teaching WWE wrestling moves to my kids. Uh, like, I had to go away, <laughs> and I came back, and the kids were all doing like fucking DDTs and figure fours, and nothing, oh, le nothing legal. Like a kid had a single leg, and he was he was cartwheeling out of the single leg, and I'm like, which looks great <laughs> in a WWE wrestling match. So Aldo, uh, like, is such a good coach that Harvard Westlake, which is like you know the the top premier prep school, like forty thousand dollars a year in middle school. So they went and recruited him, right? So yeah, he was. So he went there. So a week later, Aldo's coaching them, right? So it's me versus Aldo now, and this nice. other guy, but and this main and their main coach, which was the big. This guy was the biggest dick. This this dude was having the kids cut weight in middle school. Like Isn't literally it? having and lying about the weight classes. Like yeah. I literally weighed his kids in without telling them to be like, hey, why is this kid you have him at 75, but he weighs 82? Oh, well, I didn't know we were gonna have weight cuts or we we're gonna have weigh-ins today, right? 
So, oh, God. so now it's me versus. So this guy, like, I can't stand this guy. He way too, you know, kids getting pinned. It, it, and he's no, like, it, preface it that I don't like him either. They brought me in to try to help him out to get him back on the right track, which was a which was a travesty in itself. But I went in there trying to help get him on the right track. Yeah. So then, so now I'm coaching against Aldo, right? And the whole time I'm like, do the move Aldo showed you last week. I'm like, so I'm I'm yelling at them to do all those moves and all those miserable because he's got to deal with this coach, but he's laughing, right? I'm laughing like, no. God. Oh God, it was hysterical. So then Aldo comes up to me after the match and he's like, yo man, uh, here's some Viagra for your wife. I'm like, dude, we're at a fucking middle school wrestling match and he's giving me Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then he then he didn't get the job because he didn't pass the background check uh, because of uh, <laughs> 25 years ago um with, oh, yeah yeah, yeah. So, so anyway so yeah anyway let's uh by the way so i, I jumped I, ship and came back to adam <laughs> by the way people on my instagram i i i i every day i doubt whether or not people can take like so i wrote right like when Tommy Fury won, I go, Tommy Fury, who beat Jake Paul, who beat Anderson Silva, who beat Vitor Belfort, who beat Hendo, who beat Fedor, who beat Mir, who beat Hunt, which I got that wrong, right? Who beat the Black Beast, who beat Ngannou, equals Tommy Fury is the best heavyweight in mixed martial arts right now, right? Like, yeah, I just, yeah. it, it was an obvious joke. People yeah. are arguing with me. Dude, your math is wrong. That's not right. <laughs> MMA doesn't, doesn't count. I can't believe it. You, this is why. Like, there's no way this would happen. I'm like, like, are, are people <laughs> are people this dumb? Like, like, do they really think I think this? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, then I, I had traffic court yesterday because I got mm. I got two fucking red light tickets. They're they're five hundred and fifty dollars, right? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and points on your license, right? So I'm like, yeah. all right. I'm like, I'll just keep extending it, extending it. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I end up going and it's on Zoom, right? It's, uh, you can call in. You don't have to go to court, right? So I tell, my, I tell my wife, I'm like, watch me. I'm going to be the law and order. I want, I'm want. i going to be the best. <laughs> watch me when they dressed. Did you get dressed up? No, because you, you can't see me, right? But I was pacing around the room like I had the thing. Like I made, it, I, paid, I made her room into a real fucking court, right? <laughs> I got fucking, I lost this so quick. Dude, I had this Jewish fucking lawyer, who, a Jewish judge who was like 80, Mr. Ro, judge Rosenblum. I go, first of all, I want to say you're doing an amazing job, right? I, I just want to say you are unbelievably as a judge. She goes, I don't get paid enough, right? That was right away. Fucking bam. Like, dude, they had the video. I I, I didn't make a complete stop on right. I, I made a, a stop on red, but I made a rolling stop. So you know how you have to make a complete stop. And I made a rolling. I'm like, okay, I'll just say What's a rolling stop. It means you didn't stop. Yeah, yeah right. I, they said the I made a rolling stop. Shouldn't be in there, <laughs> dude. They had so many, dude. This this fucking traffic light goes off all day. It doesn't matter. So I so so I'm like, my defense was that this light go, is broken, and it, it is broken. The light is broken. What I did was wrong, and the light is broken, right? So so. I say to the cop, I go, this fucking cop comes in there and does a 35 explanation about, you know, putting in the camera and the oh, four seconds and six seconds and what I did and what I, and how he works for the California. So I go, they're like, do you have any questions for the cop? I go, yes, sir. Uh, have you ever seen this light before? Have you ever? And then like objection, the, the fucking <laughs> judge, 
completely objected. My first question was, she goes, objection. She goes, Wait, the judge said objection? Yeah, the judge said objection. She's like, I thought there was a lawyer who did that. No, no, there was no lawyer. The judge said <laughs> objection. This has nothing to do with this the case or something. Uh, and then I go, all right, I have no further questions. Like, I was one and out, right? <laughs> and then... <laughs> then she sees the video of me completely making a rolling stop and almost hitting like, and she's like, it could have been worse. You actually lucky that fucking this blah, blah. And then she's like, do you want traffic school? And I said, no, because I, I ran through that light a month before and I already have traffic school and you can't take traffic school 18. So the judge goes like this fucking hits herself in the head. And uh, yeah, so that was my, I, I was the worst lawyer in the history. They didn't dismiss it. No, they just dismiss it. No, fucking. They almost added, and then I go, <laughs> and then what? And then while she's doing this, I go, ugh. And then my wife's like, stop it. Like my, my wife's like, stop making these noises. It was like, yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> That's great. Meanwhile, so uh, anyway, let's talk uh, about some fights. So, so did you, you? You obviously watched the John Jones fight. Uh, that was great. I I enjoyed that whole card, man. That yeah, card, card was amazing. Yeah, it was fun. Now, I mean, I, I, I knew this was going to happen. You got one guy. John Jones is a very underrated wrestler. He's also super fi uh, high fight IQ. I knew he was going to figure out, like, this guy is not good at wrestling. He's from France. He's a kickboxer. French aren't known for their wrestling, I don't think. Maybe they maybe they gotten better, but when I was a kid, French were, they weren't exactly winning the Olympics. Yeah. And exactly what happened, and uh, that's that's what happened. Jones just took him down, choked him out. Now people are saying he's the greatest of all time. Mm. I'm sorry, but if you get busted for steroids, you can't be the greatest of all time. It's yeah. like asterisk. What's yeah. that called? Asterisk. Asterisk. It can't happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, I mean, do you agree, Bill? Where, where do he wrestle? He wrestles for Iowa. He he. I think he won the states in New York, um, and then he went to Iowa Junior College, like some kind of junior college in Iowa. And he also, uh, uh, Bree, uh, that other cat's here, dude. Our cat has a boyfriend who shows up. <laughs> Does he bring flowers? Dude, he, he, bring came on, he comes on like he comes on Father's Day. Like like he's like legit. Like he's dude, that cat's fire window now looking for Hissa. Well, I mean, in, in terms of in terms of the uh the PEDs um and yeah. testosterone, whatever, and, and, and testing. First of all, didn't John Jones get kind of exonerated based on his metabolites or whatever the fuck it was. Wasn't yeah, kind of I mean, basically picograms, they did that and that, but I don't know. It's just like, so anyway, he, he ended up going to the same college as Colby Covington, by the way. And, and Bill, there's a naked girl behind you. Uh, so, uh, by the way, so thank you for that. Um, so, <laughs> How come I didn't see it? What are you talking about? There's <laughs> <laughs> not. Yeah, there, there was a girl, and I think she was in a towel. Do you see him? Oh, come on. He came right Adam, by our window. Really right by our window. No, Adam, that's a that's a myth. That must be a ghost. Must be a ghost. No, are you in your trailer? <laughs> no, I'm actually in, in uh, San Diego. Oh, okay. I'm in You're a little Airbnb in San Diego. I never know where you are. Like this, oh. Bill is the most Aldo. He's the most mysterious human being in the world. He works. <laughs> he works every week on a different TV show. No, <laughs> God, no. Are you kidding me? And he's always begging me for work, this fucking asshole. He's like, hey, man, give me some headlining gig. 
I'm like, literally, you're on a show with fucking Kira Sedgwick or 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 with this one or with uh, that other guy, the, the Footloose guy, Kevin well, Bacon. I, I, <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, but I tell you what, man, it doesn't help you get headlining gigs. No, you're right. Like, since being on, Star, being on Star Trek, I've not got one comedy person hit me up. They do my show. But it does get you on, like, props. I mean, it should, though. You just have to. Yeah. You should start yeah. posting this shit. And, um. So, by the way, so Aldo, by the way, is in a documentary about Chippendales. He was one of the original Chippendales. Dude, that's getting, oh, me, a, wow. that's getting me a ton of work. <laughs> Dude, all right, I'll give you a little history of Aldo. I haven't, haven't left my bedroom. <laughs> so, Bill, I met Aldo. Aldo. How much gay sex did you have as a Chippendales dancer? I mean, Dude, I know a little, the thing. Everybody, a little. You know what? You know what I was just saying last night? Everybody said, oh, those guys are gay. Oh, those guys are gay. I'm like. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah, say you're say we're gay as we're banging your girlfriend. That's cool. I'm you know, I'm <laughs> fine with that. You can call me whatever you want as your girlfriend leaves my apartment. That's fine. <laughs> call me whatever you want. But it was basically they had ensemble dancers, like four guys who kind of carried the show that were really good dancers. They were flamers by 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 a long shot. But most of the guys, dude, we were putting out three, four women a night. <laughs> so yeah, I, I used to I used to laugh. But you must have crossed are... swords at some point, right? Um I didn't do a lot of stuff with the other guys. Maybe once in a while, we we, we had somebody that they passed around, kind of. But <laughs> I I kind of just took the moment. By the way, Happy International Women's Day! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was a different time. Toxic masculinity was cool. <laughs> Dude, he's not kidding, bro. So, all right, so I meet Aldo, right? And he tells me, "Hey, I used to coach wrestling." Uh, or you know, can I help coach? And I was like, "I need I needed a coach desperately, right?" He he comes in. But um, at the same time, I'm like, he, well, cut two years later, he has to take a course, how to talk to kids in 2022. <laughs> like he, they made him, they made him take a course, right? Because yeah. he, he calls a bunch of kids sissies. I'm like, you can't call them sissies anymore. Uh, you can't t tell, dude, it's, he got kicked what, out. Of what, can you call him, can you call him lazy? Can you call him anything? I don't know. I call, I, you know, I started a club and I said to them, I said, look, if I say something in here, it's, it's in here. And I'm just, you know, venting. <laughs> like the thing is, it wasn't met like meanly. I'm like, you know, the thing was, if it, I could see if you're saying to somebody like harsh and mean, saying something like that, call them a slur. But, you know, I, clown around with the kids. You can't even clown around with kids anymore and say, you know, yeah. like you said, sissy. You say sissy, like, oh, you can't say that anymore. That's why I love your joke about pretty soon we're going to be saying you hit like a boy. Like, it, oh, it, wait, Aldo. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I interrupted you. Finish. He's got a great bit where he, he says things are changing so much. Instead of saying you hit like a girl, you're going to say you hit like a boy. I was thinking about it the other night. It was funny because somebody's saying you throw like a girl. And I wanted to say, no, you throw like a boy. <laughs> By the way, Aldo, you should just you should just do your coaching and drag. That way you're off the hook. No one will get you in trouble. Oh, that, yeah, that's actually that's a great idea. You, if you say sissy, you're performing. That's exactly Come it. On. It's part of the show. Don't kink shame me. <laughs> Dude, so by the way, Bill, one of the people that had you play in pinned was basically based on Jay Moore, who showed up one day and he hit. So I asked Jay, hey, man, Jay shows up at my house with Aldo. I don't know Jay Moore from from I, he shows up and he's like, hey, oh, I love wrestling. It changed my life. You're a great coach. And he seemed, he seemed like he knew enough. I mean, we're, I'm teaching very basic, right? So they added a season to us. So I'm like, fuck, I had an audition. And Jay, I'm like, I'm pitching to Jay. He's like, oh, you want me to help coach today? Uh, let me run practice. It'll be great. Okay. Oh, wait, said, beforehand, no, he calls me, goes, look, can you make sure you're there? Just keep an eye on him. So <laughs> you, had, you had a gut feeling. <laughs> so Jay sends me a 10-page email 
about what he did in the practice, right? So he lines the kids up and he goes, all right, kids, this is your life. You're born, okay? You're walking a two. At three, you got your, four, you got your first girlfriend. Then you're trying drugs. Then you do cocaine. Uh, before you know it, you're on heroin. Uh, you get fired. You get divorced. You get, then you die of colon cancer. Like, like just fucking like tells these kids your wife leaves you. Just go through it. like his life, right? And yeah. this is their <laughs> kids are eleven. Like they don't need to know they're gonna get colon cancer. They don't know they're gonna get divorced. None of them have tried heroin, right? So, <laughs> dude, like I have parents call me up saying, "Why is my kid telling me he's gonna get colon cancer in wrestling practice?" Right. <laughs> So no, the, the idea was the idea was good. Like when I saw it on paper, when you sent it to me, I fell out. He was in the room and he, and he touches the wall, the paint on the wall. And he says, this is your wrestling career. Like his idea started out good. Like he was trying to say how short your wrestling career is. And then your rest of your life's going to happen. But he went really dark, really. <laughs> That's <laughs> like really funny. Said, he went into his life. <laughs> yeah, his life. You get fired from Saturday Night Live. You do this. You do that. <laughs> You get kicked yeah. off this. You get kicked oh, off yeah. off sports. Oh, I'm like, God. dude. But you then you marry the owner of the Lakers, and everything works uh, out again. I can't. dude. But I'm not even going to get into like how I really feel about some of these things because I, I could probably get sued. But uh, <laughs> but 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 Jesus, I mean, that was like that was some of the things we we had a kid one time show up to practice wasn't even on our team. No, show up to a match. Like we're we're we're, we're a month and a half in. And some kids like I'm here for the wrestling match. Kid looked tough as hell, but I'm like, is that kid our team? And one kid's like, I want to go to our school. Uh, like, oh man. Then, the, then there's one kid who's like the kid that I I couldn't stand. Like I I literally kicked about a nine practices in a row just for like interrupting, correcting me, bothering people. Just every practice, you're out. I don't have time. I drive an hour and a half. I don't get paid much for this. If anything, out. So I call his mom. I go, has, uh, I'll, I'll call him Steve. Has Steve told you about practice, uh, how it's going? Yeah, he loves wrestling. Uh, has he been told you got kicked the kick out of everyone? No, that's news to me. And then she's like, sorry, but like, you know, I think that's what wrestling is when his medication runs off. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, this kid won the whole tournament. Did This kid actually won the whole thing. Dude, he's, he was up by five points in a match, right? I go, you're up by five. He goes, that means I can stall, right? I go, oh, God. Can't yell that at during a fuck, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> it really is. Do you ever wish you could just? And now this might be too too sore subject. But you ever wish you could just like do, like let's say someone gave you like a hundred grand. Yeah. Would you do a reboot of Pinned? Like a, a of course. A, I mean, the thing was is that uh, people don't know. I mean, if people notice what happened with Pinned is I wrote it as a feature, a really funny feature. I tried. Yeah. To, Tried to raise a hundred, a half a million dollars to shoot it based on everyone told me. I raised yeah. eleven thousand dollars, right? But I raised like people gave me 10, 50. Then I got people going, Where's my money? You stole my money. Like, like uh, anytime I would go any place, like a gig in Hawaii, oh, is this where my pin went? Like uh, finally I'm oh offering this. I'm, off, I'm like, dude, I'll give you back your ten dollars. No, I want you to make <laughs> fucking so now I'm like, all right, what what do I do? Like, so then I just I went to, I had to hire a writer to cut it. So now I'm down to like eight grand. I had to hire another guy to shoot it. Like I, so I shot the whole, a 30 minute pilot for $6,000, which I don't think people know that that's not a lot of money to shoot a whole pilot. And I paid no. every, I paid every actor. I paid every, yeah. every production. The only person that didn't get paid was me. Like on any of my projects, I'm the only one who never gets paid on these things. Right. So, yeah. so, so but then when that happened, 
um, I had to like, there was supposed to be this huge match at the end and all this funny shit happened. But literally we, we, we can't get 150 extras into a gym and then yeah. shoot our fucking wrestling. So we had to like do that. That had to be like, okay, we had a match. We lost the match. You didn't see the match because we just cut the whole fucking match. And it was like just the locker room scene or the other scene, um, which was like supposed to be what really happened was I had my fourth callback for the Montreal Comedy Festival. They call I had a killer set on Tuesday. Then they're like, hey, we have to, they want to see you on Wednesday. They saw me on Tuesday. They want to see you at the improv Wednesday. I go to the improv. It's, I'm on first. All right. Uh, no, I'm on second, right? But the first guy doesn't show up. I'm like, great, now I'm on first, right? And the host does literally 30 seconds of, of to warm up the crowd. It was one of those hosts that like, I'm just going to do 30 seconds, let the first guy eat it, and then I'm going to do my time after the first Oh, guy. God, I hate that. So then the crowd was like 30 old ladies that were bust in from <laughs> Reno, right? So... I'm on stage and I go, hey, look, I, I like older women because during sex, I could be like, who's your grandson? I, like, I, that was a joke I did. I thought that'd be funny, not even part of my act. And a lady took a fucking menu that was this like hard and tossed it on my head <laughs> oh my and, fucking, and hit me, hit me point blank in, in the head. And then my head just kept getting swoller and swoller. <laughs> And I'm wow, like, good aim. I'm like, for it was like Nolan Ryan's grandmother or something. Right? <laughs> so, but then I, I wanted to go back to my material, but I'm like, well, I, what do I, so anyway, that was what happened. And that's what I wrote. But, been, like, yeah. but that would have taken up the whole $6,000 to fucking slow motion. The so it went to like me going, oh, making a joke and have everyone boo me. But that's not really what happens at comedy clubs. So it's like little things like that, that like, yeah the rewrite for and i'm like it kind of took you out of the realism of how shit really went down you know there was yeah but so, on the whole for the money you spent dude it looks pretty freaking good yeah yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and the point came across <laughs> like what it is it sold the point you know what i mean like to me if i see that and i'm a producer it sold the point of like this could be great you know that and and, and you great idea it, oh, anyone out there who's got money no now it's just basically about getting it up like I don't have representation as far as I got, like, I don't have anybody like to go out and pitch it with. So everyone's like, I can't believe you haven't sold this yet. Well, I, have, I haven't had any fucking meetings. That's the good thing. I had like one meeting with Netflix. Netflix said no, but I haven't had like, I haven't met with Hulu or Amazon Prime or, you know, Peacock or so the good, the good news. I had a great meeting last week with, with a company that loves it. Absolutely loves it. But they're like, where has this been? And I'm like, nowhere. So hopefully, you know, they have a lot of contacts. So we'll see. But like, the thing is, is that you need about 30 of those people to for like one of them to actually, you know, people think it's just like, oh, fucking go out and sell it. Like, oh, yeah, because I, I'll just, you know what, I'll just, I'll just talk to the guy who sold me Netflix. I'll just call up Netflix and be like, yeah, hey, yeah. but like, <laughs> what I did was I wrote down like 50 people that I know. 50 of the most popular people that I know and just go through the list. And did I make that list? But well, what happens that? is I get discouraged. <laughs> people like, they're like, oh, say, yeah, hey, Adam, I don't have time for this, you know? And then you're like, fuck this. I'm just trying to tell jokes. So I I have to, in my head, not get discouraged. You know, that's... Yeah, yeah you could also sell it as like, a, you could just sell it as something to develop too. Like this is a concept. Oh, no, 100%. And I'm not trying to sell that as the pilot. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to sell it as a concept. That's what it's I'm such a great idea. I don't know why it hasn't been done before. Well, we got one more now. So I got a, the guy I made the contact with on that thing I was telling you about. Uh, he's looking for more stuff, and I told him I have friends, so we want to get it to him too. Because it is it's a great idea, and if you sell it as the idea, I think. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, that's that that's what you have to do. Now I'm trying to find out where Bryce Meredith is. Uh, Patrick Downey had the wrong ad, uh, time, of course. This did so. Patrick Downey, uh, he's a guy. He's been basically we had him on the show before. He's like the bad boy of wrestling. He got. I, know, I wanted to talk to him because I know he has like a little bit of a weird thing with Gordon Ryan. I just wanted to see what that's about. He also got cut from Bellator. Um, he had oh, one. He, fight. he had two fights. First fight, he just mauls the guy, goes out there and kills him. Second fight, he starts. He's winning. Because going for he was a twenty-five to one favorite, going for anaconda chokes, going for all this stuff, completely gassed himself out and got knocked out with an uppercut, and then got okay. cut from Bellator. Why would um, he get cut that quickly? That's what I want to talk to him about because it doesn't make yeah, any yeah. sense. Well, um, what are their contracts like? They they go fight to fight, or they do they fight contract for years? What do you know? What their contracts? It go depends about? on the fighter. A lot of times they go three fight contract, but oh, really? if you lose, they have the right to get you out. But if you win, you can't get out of the contract all the time. So, you know, as, yeah, um, basically the UFC told me that they never cut anyone after a win. But it doesn't mean they haven't let anybody walk after a win. Like Nganu or uh, certain guys have just like left after a win. Oh, they really haven't cut anyone after a win to this day? That's what uh, Sean Shelby told me. They, they've never huh. cut anyone after a win. Are their uh, contracts the same? Two and three fights? No, they're all different. I mean, O'Malley just signed a nine-fight contract, but Whoa. that doesn't mean he could lose nine fights. If he loses one, they might cut him. You know, there's. I know there's, that's such a bullshit contract. God, yeah, really. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is crazy. Um, that's why I tell people with like agents and manager. This is different, but if you sign with a manager, you know, sometimes you sign with a three-year contract for a talent manager, and they're like, "Oh, I'm pinned." I'm like, "But you realize a talent manager can fire you after a week if you." But you can't fire them, but they can yeah, fire you after, after a week. You could do it after a month, I think it is. A month or two, I think it's a month if they haven't gotten you anything. There's a there's a stipulation on their agent or talent manager. I actually like think it's I think it is I think it's like uh I think it's like three months, yeah. Is it three? Yeah, it's something like that. But I also tell people like just yeah, I mean it's a different thing, but at the same time, like it's just it's just crazy that they can do anything they want, but you have to honor the contract. Yeah, yeah of course. What's up, people? I gotta talk to you about HelloFresh. First of all, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh farmed, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You got to skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Number one. All right. You can make mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. No lines, no hassle, no gas, all that other stuff that you get to get there. No, just great tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of home. Sounds good to me. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences, okay? Take your pick from meals like soy glazed salmon with rice or mushroom and chive risotto. That sounds delicious. I'm in. Now, me and my wife, we've been doing home-cooked, Hello Fresh, and it has been delicious, delicious. Okay, it saves us time, it saves us money. We're in. 
So just go to HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60. Use the code Roasted60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Okay. HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60. All right. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go check it out. What's up, people? I want you guys to know that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, NHL, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. They got live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite leagues and events. So, people, head to their website today or use your mobile uh, device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. That's right, CLNS50. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a talent, my first talent manager in, in LA, he would like... He he was like, hey man, Gersh wants to see you. The whole company wants to see you. They all want they they saw your tape. They're going crazy. And like Gersh was like a huge agency. I'm like, okay, yeah. I want to see you t- uh, tomorrow night uh, at the Westwood Brewing Company, which was like this fucking little hole in the wall that I created, a bunch of college. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay, Tuesday night, it's the Friends finale, and this is before DVR. And I was like, no, I'm like, no, 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 they can't, they have to. I'm like, trust me, this you don't. Dude, cut to there's nobody there except for like two comedians and Nick Swartzen, right? Two guys that have like seen me like two comedians and Nick Swartzen. Uh, and nine nine agents against a wall in suits, mad. They're not watching. Oh my god. Dude, I walked around UCLA the whole day trying to get people to come. They're like, no, friend finale, friend. It's the most <laughs> show. I don't think there's ever been a more watched show. Like, that's the most to this day. Look, it, it's the most watched show. Dude, <laughs> I bombed so fucking bad. Um, I was, re- and, then, and then at the end, he goes, what happened? Like, what happened, right? And like, I should have just, I should have just addressed it. But then that, that, then there was a show at 10 o'clock at the same place that was packed, like wall to wall with college kids. And I went on and killed it. They were all gone at that point. But I, I, I did have a threesome with two college girls that night. Um, that were legal. So, well, that made up for it, right? There you go. I did think that this was God's way to tell me don't quit because you're not having <laughs> you're not having a threesome as a, a as a, a plumber. We'll um, give you one so, manager. We'll give you two girls. So right. So we got Bryce Meredith here, who right. is one of my favorite people, one of my favorite wrestlers, one a nice fucking guy. Three and zero, just signed with Bellator. Congratulations, Bryce. Hold on. Now I, can, I think I'm starting to be able to hear you. People take Talk this now? very seriously. Uh, Bryce, okay, I'm, 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 maybe <laughs> you got, your cauliflower ear is terrible. I'm not sure this is going to help. Um, there's like nine layers in your ear. I think you have to drain your ear before the podcast. I know. So uh, That's my uh, it's my go-to when my girl's trying to talk to me. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Can't hear you. By the way, Bill, his girl, I don't know if it's the same girl that I met. Yes. Okay, so she's a fitness model. A complete smoke show. I mean, come and she liked him when he was broke, which he's probably still broke. But like, 
He liked him when he was like, uh, when he was not even, when he was 0-0. So but look at him. He looks like a Versace model who can kick your ass. Come on. Dude. This, yeah. This yeah. What is there not to like, Adam? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm 5'8". I weigh 150 pounds. I'm like the size of an average woman. Like, come on. Um, congrats on your recent, silly. your recent signing with Bellator. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Now, why Bellator and not the UFC? Um. So, all right, pretty much like the UFC, everybody knows that when the machine is working and it's behind you, it's the most incredible machine, right? And um, it works It works well. But most people, it doesn't really do shit for. I have, I have 10, 10 teammates, and I bet if I go ask my friends, hey, do you know this guy? Most of them would be like, no, I've never heard of that guy behind Sean O'Malley and now maybe Jared Cannonier. And, you know, Jared wasn't even known until he fought for the belt. So, you know, there's a lot of parts of the UFC that it doesn't really work as well as everybody thinks. The contracts aren't as good. They don't really build up fighters very often. Um, half the time you're fighting in the apex anyways, too. So it's not like, you know what I mean, every single event is a sold-out T-Mobile situation. Not saying that's not bad, but with, you know, with Bellator, they – they took it upon themselves to want to develop me and continue to develop me. You know what I mean? They seem to care about building me and taking care of me. And, you know, I'm still only three and zero. I'm pretty much stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked to be working with them. They've been great thus far. You know, what, what other promotions were you looking at? Were you looking at one or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, like one is obviously out there, but that's, it's a foreign one. Right. So I don't overly care to go fight in Asia every single time. That didn't really appeal to me. Um, the PFL, it was a good one that a lot of people have talked about too, but they haven't had a 135-pound bracket yet. So that mm-hmm. uh, that kind of changes, you know what I mean, what needs to be done there. I think they're supposed to, supposedly getting a 135-pound bracket for a million, but also Bellator, you know, they're doing million-dollar tournaments now too. So, mm-hmm. you know, give me, I don't know, a couple fights, and I guarantee I, – I think I could be in the top eight in Bellator before, you know, a year, year and a half. What kind of, they do a 135 pound bracket there too. And then we fight for a milli and then you just keep building and then you see where the world takes you. Now your last fight, you went in there and the guy, did he hit you with a spinning back fist? Cause the, 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 the commentator said you were hurt, but I yeah, yeah, you were hurt. Yeah. yeah. So he, we came out, I threw, I threw kind of like a head kick, missed it. And then he threw a body kick. And right when he like, I blocked the body kick and then I went to go like return my throw on him and he just spun and hit me with a spinning back fist and it like kind of dropped me. Like it wasn't like a, a bad drop, you know, but I did get kind of stumbled to the ground and then I got up and I like, it knocked my contact out and everything. So I was like, what the hell just, you I, fight with I didn't really know what I got hit with. Yeah, I do fight with contacts. A lot of people don't, but I, I hate not having them in. So, so like, I just, I just like stood up. I got up, you know what I mean? Like se- seconds later. And I was like, what the hell just happened? I was like, it kind of confused me. But then I just took him down and choked him out. But it was. Uh... His, Bill, his MMA career has been crazy. His first fight, he comes in, he, he gets rocked. The guy fucking drops him. Um, everyone's like, holy shit. And then he, the guy was like 10 and four. A guy had like a record. And then, and then he, he, then he goes out and just beats the shit out of him. Like first round submission. But everyone's like, ooh. His second fight, he's a 500 to one favorite, 500 to one. 
The guy is 48 years old. The guy he's fighting. <laughs> like, and uh, you, they stopped the fight at the end because he was just, Bryce was just throwing everything, like knees, punches, kicks. But is, is it hard to fight when you're a 500 to one? Because it's like, what's the upside there? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just haven't, I haven't been like overly excited going into a fight because of that, you know, like you, it's still always scary to go into a fight, right? Like everybody has a chance or whatever, but you know, deep down, they don't have much of a chance. So you're just not that excited. You, you know, you're kind of just doing it for experience is kind of what it's like, but it feels kind of weird. And then after I've won, I haven't really cared. So I'm excited to actually start getting into some fights where I actually care about because I just win the fight and I'm like, well, yeah, like I was supposed to win that fight. Like what the, so I haven't gotten like the super, I haven't gotten a high yet from fighting, which is crazy. You know, like everybody mm -hmm. talks about this high that they get, this high, boom, boom. And I mean, of course I get, get the adrenaline rush in practice. I get this. I've, I still enjoy the fighting and I've had it in a street fight or something, let's say like, so I know what they're talking about, but I've never been like, Oh, I just won this fight and just been, you know, yeah. Ecstatic. So I'm excited but, to get going, but it's hard, right? Because like, I don't think most people are on my level until the top 15. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, they're good. I'm impressed by a lot of people, but I'm also I know where I stand with a lot of the best dudes in the world. I train with the best dudes in the world, so I, I know where I'm at. Now, how does sparring with you and O'Malley go? Because O'Malley's striking is like out of a video game, and your wrestling yeah. and your wrestling is world class. So, how does that go? Sparring is always kind of weird, right? Because you're not doing the full thing, right? Like he's he's not throwing spinning back heel kicks to my face as hard as he can, right? So it's like there's parts of it that the danger's out of it a little bit, you know. So, you know. I can I can wrestle him up. He can get up. He does. He's something that people think he is. I mean, he's the number one contender in the world. Nobody's nobody's just went out and wrestled him. So everybody acts like, oh, all you got to do is just go wrestle Sean O'Malley and you beat him. It's like, yeah, well, nobody's done it. So what you know what I mean? But um, it's fun, man. I I love training with him. We were training on Wednesday. Saw him today. You know, and that's what I mean. Like I I know where I I know where I stand with these guys without saying too much you know yeah well i mean you're unbelievable now you're i was i was watching about i was i was reading up about you again because i you know you forget you forget about how you were a four-time this kid was a four-time wyoming state champion uh, um which had never been done right no it's been done that part don't matter that, okay then he goes to <laughs> north Car then he goes to north carolina right you, you were the number one recruit in the country or one of them you go to nc state but the guy doesn't start you in the, in the NCAAs. Why? Uh, no, so the story gets all twisted. I did start my freshman year, uh, but I was, I was a true freshman, and I was cutting to 33 because that's what I thought the weight class I needed to be at. So when I cut to 33, I did pretty – I mean, I was like 11-2 and two as a true freshman at one point. Ended up 14-5. and five. It was like just kind of whatever. Like it was pretty good, but it was a huge letdown. And then the next year is when I made it to the national finals. So I got – Second in nationals, and then fourth, and then I was the number one uh, wrestler in the country my senior year, and then got second again. Got beat at the last twenty seconds to Yanni Diakmahalis, who's now a three-time national champ, going for four. You know, one of he'll go down as one of the better wrestlers ever. So, was he um, the toughest guy I, you ever wrestled? Was he the toughest guy? You ever 
be the toughest guy you ever wrestled or Dean Hale? Uh, yeah, I would say him. Jordan Oliver was is pretty good, too. Uh, he says he's going to start fighting now, which is pretty cool. He was the Olympian for 2022, whatever you want to call it. He was a national champ, four-time All-American. But, I mean, you know, I kind of talk about this, or like me and Bo Nickel were talking about it and stuff. There's literally like three guys, three or four dudes in the entire world of MMA that have higher wrestling accolades than me. So just that is pretty cool. Uh, you know, like me and – I don't know. I've heard it. Like me and DC had the same accolades in college wrestling. Right. So were you getting recruited for uh, UFC or MMA when you were in high school, as early as high school or in college? At what time? Nah, just college. Hey, I don't know if it was quite big enough. I mean, everybody kind of talked about it when I was in high school, but it was still a little bit, you know, of the old school game where it was. But nowadays, people are really like really talking about it. High school kids are really yeah. talking about doing. It. We always always said this. Like, I feel like a lot of us said we were going to do it, but it was just kind of like a far off distant dream. Yeah. And it it almost only made sense to do later in your career, which I still believe doing college wrestling is one of the greatest things you can do as a fighter. Just the grind of it, the toughness of it, the whatever. So I um you know when people ask me that they're like, Do you think I should go to college to wrestle or do you think I should go straight fighting? I'm like, probably I think you should still do college. I mean you're still you get done at twenty two years old. It's not that bad, you know. Like Yeah, what's the peak what's the peak yeah. age for a, a MMA fighter, would you say? Thirty? I would say, yeah, I would say 30-ish would, but it's so hard to say too, because I mean, with fighting, you know, how long are you really going to be at the top anyways, right? Some people have been there for a long time, but most aren't. So you really only got to give yourself a window for, let's say, be at the top for three, four years. You know, that's a realistic one. And if you do that from uh, 20, I mean, 26 to 31, you know, like a Cody Garbrandt or somebody, sometimes when people peak so low or so soon, it kind of seems like their career goes away a little bit quickly too. So mm. it's hard to say. I mean, I think it's just like anything. It's, you know, whatever. I would say 30 though. Well, what I like about made, especially at our weight, 35, it takes a long time to be good at everything. At the upper weights, people don't have to be quite as skilled. They can be tougher. They can be this. They can, you know what I mean? Have a good wrestling growth background and stuff. At the lower weights, everybody's pretty skilled at every little thing. Yeah. So like, I mean, every amateur fight you even go to at 135, like the kid probably was a state placer in wrestling. He probably is a brown belt. And you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, an, it's crazy to look at it, how good even like the amateur scene can be. You know, there's still a lot of shit fighters in this world. But. Well, what I like about your thing is that you're actually inventing moves. Like he, he, he did a move where he had a chicken wing and then he punched the guy with his other hand. What's it? It's almost I've never seen a chicken wing. It's like a big brother move. Is that something that you develop in practice or? Yeah, and dude, I've I've developed a couple of moves like just recently too. Because I mean, you know, I've only been fighting for two years, so it was like, and Jesus. and those fights, those fights were like, I was eight months into my career. You know what I mean? So I had no clue what I was even doing. It seemed like, <laughs> um, so now I've I've kind of like incorporated some pretty cool little wrestling techniques into some cool wrestling moves. And put them in where, you know, you can do damage as well. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Of course, it's, you know, a fight's so chaotic that, like, are you going to be able to work all these fancy moves that you're doing in practice all the time? Probably not. But when you do, it's going to be sick. <laughs> no, no, do, you, do you train with Bo Nichols at all? Have you, you said you brought his name up. Do you train with him at all? Uh, 
Yes. Yeah, per se, just because he's so big. But me and Bo, me and Bo have been best friends since we were seven years old, actually. Oh. Whoa. He was from Wyoming. He was from Wyoming originally. We knew each other then. We've been really good family friends, you know. He, he was, I was in his wedding. He'll be in my wedding, that type of stuff. So. Now, is he as confident as he is, or is he putting it on? It is, it is true confidence. <laughs> it is, it's, and it's always been that way, too. Even when I would talk to him about uh, wrestling David Taylor or whatever, when he first got to like college, he'd be like, dude, I'll, he's like, I'll beat him. He's like, I'll beat him. I'm better than him. And then I'm like, yeah, but are you really? <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I'm serious. I'm better than him. And then, you know, he goes out and he loses the two matches at the Olympic trials, close matches or whatever. But it's uh-huh. like in his head, he still believes that he's like, it's it's not a delusional confidence because obviously he works hard and he backs it up. But that dude, he believes it for sure. And, you know, also, you got to say that stuff on the camera more than not, too. But like I said, he does believe it. Now, Bryce, maybe you can help us out because me and Aldo coach wrestling. Aldo helps with the, with the high school kids. And we have one kid who's solid. The kid's quick as hell. The kid goes to every practice, works his ass off, just is a great kid to coach. But he gets in his head, oh, this guy's the, the fifth seed, or this guy took this in the state, or this guy this. Now, um, you, your sophomore year, you were the 14th seed. You beat the second, third, <laughs> and sixth seed in the NCAA <laughs> as the 14th seed. So how do we get this kid to not give a shit about the brackets and all this stuff? And forget yeah. about who's um, I mean, obviously, that's the million-dollar question. Right? To figure out how to get people to perform in competition because there's so many people that are so skilled, so good at XYZ, they can't figure it out in competition. I think there's there's a couple things about it, right? Um. One, I think sometimes people need a little bit more cowboy in them and a little bit less Sharon. And I mean that mm. is uh, athletes are really good at doing everything. Right? I just, I do that. I go to all my practice. I do this. So everything in their head is, it's almost like a, it's like a game. It's like a number. It's this, it's a that. And sometimes you got to be a little more John Jonesy, right? And not saying to go do stripper or, you know, go do blow the yeah, week before. Yeah. But you do have to have a little bit of that in you where it's like, I don't give a fuck. You know, like, I, it doesn't matter if I didn't sleep good last night. It doesn't matter if I did this. It doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck at all. And when you do that, like, when you get a little more outlaw in you, a little bit more of this, it really helps a lot. And I think one of the ways that you can try to explain this to people and stuff, but what I always tell myself is, like, people aren't as good as you think they are. Like, that mm. is true. People are better than you want to give them credit. That is true. So both sides of that coin are true. So you got to understand that there is both sides of that. And then you got to understand that you as well are both sides of that coin. You are better than you think. That is true. And you're not as tough as you think. So you better go work harder. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. I mean, for me personally, I was like the – the fourth seed in the Northern New England. And I just said, fuck it. I got pissed off. I said, I'm done doing the right stuff. I'm just going to kill these motherfuckers. And I did. And then I won the New Englands and uh, as a junior year, as a number one, because I had the same attitude. But how do I get, because I tell kids, you guys got to like be the bad guy, go out there. Just, but it's hard to, to get them to do it. It is hard. No, it, and I wish I could give you more, but it is a, it is a tough, 
it is the toughest thing. It's the thing that I, I've tried to figure out my entire life as well, trying to help people. Because I've had teammates that are bad asses, so good. I beat them by a point maybe in the practice room, and they have like a 500 record. I'm like, what is going on, right? So, and, so in the practice room, in the practice room, do you think that becomes an issue? Like the, the, the kid that Adam's talking about, he's good in the practice room too, but he likes to stick with what he knows. He won't venture to, to new stuff as much. And it yep. kind of stays away from it. Yeah, I think fear fear of failure is way too big in people's head. It's not that big of a deal. It's a freaking wrestling match. It's a fight. It's okay. People lose all the time, right? The fear of failure crumbles people. And then also, you got to like have, you got to be free out there. You got to have a sense of freedom. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of times people, when they're in the practice room, they don't ever open up that freedom avenue whatever you want to call it and so then they just get stuck being the exact same thing forever and then they go in a match and they hit the one thing that they know that they're good at and then the guy stops it and they crumble because they have no freedom they have no they have they're not the artist anymore they're just the, they're the freaking slave worker almost is kind of how i look at it right you become a slave to what you're good at you become a we all do you become a slave to your job because ah it pays the bills you know it's the golden handcuffs for this same way in sports, you become a slave to what you're good at, and you lose the artist, and you got to have both. Because if you're too much of an artist, then you're too much in La La Land, I think, right? Especially in, in combat sports, there's you can't just be. Yeah, how did, all the time. you lost the you lost the Dean Hale twice uh, as a freshman? I think as a, as a as a sophomore, but then as a senior, you beat him, or as a junior, you beat him. Um, what do you think? What you think you yeah. out, did? You, did you outwork him? You just know what he was going to do. Did you work harder? What do you think it was that got you to beat him? Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of broke him. I think that's kind of, you know, that was one of the parts of him. I think I kind of, I took him to a, I finally, I finally took him to a deeper water than he wanted to go to because he was always really good at slowing the match down and making it his pace because his solid defense, whatever. And for me, I always felt like, if I put people in a match that they didn't want to be in, right? People want things to be good, clean, cookie cutter, this, that, the other thing. If I put them in a match that they don't want to be in, I will become, I will most likely win that battle because they are not ready to go swimming in that pond. That's kind of how I always looked at it because especially at that level, you know, it's super hard to do like a brand new technique that's going to work on that guy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're kind of pigeonholed in a, I'm going to hand fight and I'm going to try to get you to a single leg or whatever the hell we're doing. And I think, I think that's kind of what I figured out is I realized that when you put people in positions and you put them in deep waters in real wrestling matches, they don't like it. They panic. They're afraid of losing. They're afraid of getting tired and messing up. They're afraid of this. And I think I would beat wrestlers that were better wrestlers than me. Like, I think deep down, if you if you put us all down into a category, they were better wrestlers. But I beat them because I put them in a match they didn't want to be in. I put them in positions they didn't want to be in. And then, and it's funny, like I felt like I could almost feel people like within two minutes, I could feel that they were like, fuck, I don't want to be in this match anymore. This mm -hmm. isn't quite what I wanted. It's a little bit more chaotic. The pressure is a little bit more surprising than I thought. Stuff like that, you know, just trying to trying to 
surprise people. And that's like, like I said, it's such a hard question because I don't know how this kid works. You know what I mean? I had, I would almost have to be around him to, cause you got to kind of massage different things, you know, is he somebody that you got to kind of. How, how did you get people in that uncomfortable position? Would you say from doing stuff that most people weren't doing? Yeah. And not like too much. That's what I mean. Like it wasn't like I was doing the most wild shit or whatever, but I mean, if you go like watch most of my matches within the first 10 seconds, I at least hit a 75% shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? For Ref shakes a hand. Boom. I smacked the shit out of the guy. Sometimes the ref would even stop it because I would smack him hard. You know, kind of like the Mike Tyson. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Now yeah. I get, now I get a reaction from them. Are they kind of cowering down or are they fucking fired up? And then I could read those two things. And then I would hit them hard. Boom. Move. Shot fake. I would hit a shot, even though whatever. I would try to get create a quick quick scramble or something. Because a lot of times, especially in wrestling, every it's a game. I touch you, you touch me. I snap, you snap. I circle, you circle. You hit a shot fake, I hit a shot. And then 30 seconds goes by. Now somebody takes a shot, right? It's just like everything. Like there's like these weird, there's these weird rules that everybody plays by that we mm -hmm. just naturally start doing. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people do. So sometimes I would just try to surprise that and throw it at, you know what I mean? Do something slightly different than your, dude, your, um, your chicken wing or arm bar to the same side was like a thing. I've never seen it that way. The way you did it. Yeah. I, thanks. I dude, still have no idea yeah, I would just how you did arms. <laughs> Bill, I'll show you someday. I know. No. I, I got to see this video. Cause I think, so you're basically doing a Kimura, right? And you're, no, no, he's on top. Uh, no, 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 like a like a chicken wing, like you know what I mean, like a, a chicken yeah. wing and a half is what I was always running. Um, and then so you can obviously run your half side, you can run your bar side, in which I would be doing most of the time. But then I would also, I would pretty much like be on the same side as the bar, but I'd run my half, but I would run it straight over the top, and it's like really fucking painful, dude. Like it's just not, it's just like a really mean move, and. Yeah. Yeah, did you make that move like up? It, was that, but... Is that your move? Did you make that? Would someone teach you that move? Uh, no. I mean, other people kind of do it, but I just think I did it more Spencer violently. Lee the... Spencer, yeah, Spencer Lee, he's got Spencer a Lee is like, yeah. Logan Stever was. I feel like you know Logan Stever, Spencer Lee. Those two were like amazing at that position, right? And That's then good. I was pretty damn. I was pretty damn good too, but. Those but you guys never grabbed the hand, though, right? You you would go with it, but you never grabbed the hand underneath. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was never good at that. Uh, that like uh, re, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, you grab the hand under. I, yeah, I, like I, like, so a hard, yeah. like a reinforced bar, like a reinforced bar tilt. Yeah, um, I was, and I, it's funny. I actually talked about that with one of my teammates today. I was like, man, I really wish I got better at that one because you can get like eight to twelve points so easily. Yeah, so much. When I run the arm bar, it's either like a pin. Or, you know what I mean? Or the ref's going to stop it because he didn't like how the way the shoulder was going. And it was like a lot of work. That reinforced one, Spencer Lee makes it look so freaking easy, dude. I know. I think he's got to have long-ass arms to do that because I feel like it's even hard to teach kids. Cause they, it is. Different. Make sure you – what's up, Pat Downey, you stupid mother <laughs> – Yo, I, I was trying to figure this out. Like, I'm looking at Bryce Meredith. What's going on? What's up, dog? Yeah, I'm just like out working. How you doing, buddy? You got a fight coming up. I know I'm uh, going to my second practice right now, actually. So, uh, so Bryce, when it's going to second practice, when is this fight, and when can we watch it? March thirty first. Uh, it's uh, Bellator two ninety three, I believe. It's in Temecula, California. 
I'll probably be one of the first fights, so get on there early. It'll be done in about a round, so don't worry too much. <laughs> Uh, so you can stay on for Pat Downey. You can leave. You have to go. But we have Pat Downey, the bad boy of wrestling. Uh, one of the craziest, most fun person to follow on Instagram. Um, we lived we lived together for a year. I don't know if you guys yeah, know. my roommate. What? <laughs> oh, my God. How Be money, boy. Let's what? go. How much, how, many, how much destruction did you guys do to this house? Uh-oh. You know, it, it, had, it had a better life before we got there. <laughs> where did you we where, fucked shit up and left? Where did you guys live together? Where? New Jersey. Oh my oh, god! Nice. In Why? the dirty bird. And, and then we and then we had uh, homeless Boris Novoshkov living on our couch for a while too, and he's a monkey. So yeah, Boris is sleeping in the rafters. But why were you guys living together? Like we were we- training for the Olympics and JRTC and stuff. Because that's uh, my partner. Got it. But you, right? You seem so normal. And like reserved, and uh, this guy just seems like he's like a yeah. He's like a yeah, no, no, no. We had we had Brucky in there too, mediating everything. Like it was perfect. It all balanced out. It was you great. Know? Yeah, uh, he's like an Adderall spokesman or something. Uh, so <laughs> now, now Patrick Downey, you recently <laughs> left Bellator. Why did you leave? Bell- what happened? Well, I mean, they put me away. They told me to go. They said I had to get out of it. Why? I mean, one fight you lost. Who cares? I mean, one fight. I think it was more of the. I haven't really gotten good answer from anybody, but my manager Dave told me about it like two or three days after, and then I guess it got the news broke a couple months after. So now everybody's asking me about it, and I still ain't gotten any more clarity than the original first two days. It's just uh, the way it was explained to me is the way I lost, and I guess the amount of money. I'm getting paid. I can't show up and put on that performance. And then I have all these injuries afterwards that are getting attended to. And that's a whole nother thing. So they figured out that I showed up just to collect a check, I guess, because I didn't show up prepared in shape and healthy and all these things you got to do to be fucking putting on a good performance. You know, I wasn't ready. Were you in shape and healthy? Hell no. I fucking broke my rib in my first fight, tore my meniscus. But I got to go fight. I was like, I go fight and I'll be able to get my shit fixed. Because I have no insurance. But still, it's like not an excuse, right? Like, I still believe I was going to win, you know? I I showed up to compete. Like, I've competed. Who doesn't fight a little banged up? And wrestling, in my case, has been the story of my career. Now, you were looking good in the fight. The the fight, you you had a great anaconda. It was like a Doris you went for. You got the takedown. Um, then it looked like you were tired. Is it, was it just a gas situation? Yeah. I mean, I did, there were some uh, technical issues with that choke that should have allowed me to finish him early. And then when he was able to, uh, defend and kind of hit his technique to gator roll out, like use, use the fence. Well, um, there were some tactics in there that I could have definitely, you know, when I do get back to training and I'm healthy, I, uh, I'm going to improve there. I got really good grappling guys down, but I mean, you hit the nail on the head got out and shit after he got out i was kind of shy and then he hit a nice front leg kick and um i just not having any cardio behind me with you know i fractured my rib and i just haven't been able to train consistently every time i try to grapple for this camp i it would just set me back and um i was doing cardio like i'm just doing civilian shit you know strength conditioning walking running i haven't been able to strike or grapple in a while so that's tough i guess it's being 30 years old 
I'm not so you think you couldn't you, you think you couldn't squeeze because of the rib because you, you if you squeeze you're gonna fuck up your own rib. No, yeah, it wasn't that. That was technical issue. I, I finished that a lot. Um, I I don't think that was where the rib where it starts, but it's mainly once your heart rate rises and the uh you know kind of doing something that I didn't expect like escaping there, and now I'm like oh shit we're back on our feet. I'm getting hit with shots I've never had a shit in the shit in contact before. That was new. So there's a lot of new shit happening in there, and I'm like. Boom, adrenaline dumping, you know, it's like zero to 100 now. It's not in slow motion and relaxed anymore. So there's shit that happened in there that when, yeah, that you, you're you in that fight or flight mode, you are you really do feel. Like, I mean, my parents would tell you I couldn't even walk between my right knee and my left shin and my rib. You know, I couldn't fucking smoke my blunt in peace. I can't laugh, sneeze. I can't. I mean, I'm fucked up. Okay, so why take this fight? I mean, if you're not training, you're not sparring, you're not rolling, you're just lifting like a like a like a you know girl at curves or whatever. But why would you? <laughs> I'm good, good. I still think I'm gonna win. Like I still fight right now. I'm all fucked up. I mean, I'm not. I don't know how to not compete. Like, and I needed the money. I had to move. It's expensive as shit, South Florida, man. Boards ain't cheap. This is this is cost money, dog. What you mean? <laughs> I got a nice dog. I like. I don't, I don't like eating ramen noodle. I like salmon and sushi. Like I got. I gotta get paid. So who are, were you training over at uh, ATT? Nah, I was just like doing my own shit with Pena and some other centers down here, Miami. Oh. I was at Killcliffe with Greg and and uh, all them guys, and and then he told me to stay out of Miami, and then I I go up and end up moving there, so that kind of made it hard to get on this okay okay let's 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 go back a little bit you're at you're at kill cliff which is a great gym that's where michael chandler and all these guys train and they they kicked you out why no i i didn't get kicked out i'm still in good standings there but after the olympic trials and stuff i took a little break and i just ended up moving from deerfield and uh miami kind of got the best of me i just i just didn't feel like i fit in with guys that are doing all the right things and certain level i was like let me go do my own thing here because well the guys over there i asked them about you they said you were so helpful you helped all the guys train you you were showing them wrestling moves you were a great teammate i want to go back i i miss it there i just kind of put myself away because i'm a fucking nutcase and i just felt like going to <laughs> i just like God, i love it there i got so much better the best training partners i could ask for that's where i need to be if i want to take this shit seriously you know what i mean I know that. My manager knows that. Um, and the probably the same guys you've talked to at the gym. I don't know which ones, but yeah, I mean, I love all. I, I've never met a bad teammate there, and um, they're very helpful. It was very uh, quid pro quo, you know. It was like mutual. I'm showing them wrestling. They're showing me striking. I got bodies to train with, and I did my whole camp for the Olympic trials there. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not not easy. Who'd you draw? For you? Who'd you draw? Who'd you draw first round Olympic trials? Who did I draw? Fucking Aaron Brooks. No, second. I had to buy Bo beat Starachi. I had nickel first round. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and then the winner got – and then Zahid ended up beating me for Yeah. Zahid's, is Zahid that strong? He doesn't look – how strong is he? Now, he, he? He's wiry, and he, he is strong in, in positions. I, I We're we're actually we, – we have crazy matches in practice. He waxed me in that second period there. And he's just slick, man. He's just fucking quick. He's and he's slick. slick. Yeah, he's, he's good. You know, it's not strength. 
it's it's uh, I mean he's quick as shit. He's a great athlete, but he's got a lot of good skills. He had Mark Perry in his coach. I was he was coaching me at Iowa. So he had a really good tactics. I didn't get my hands on him. He wrestled his style and matched it. Who's the th- who's the toughest guy you've wrestled? Oh, David fucking Baldy fuck T R T H D H boy out there with the training lap. He he's off the <laughs> I don't know what they're on. I don't know. I don't know the acronyms or the, uh, you know, the <laughs> for his shit. But, but that dude's motherfucking gas tank is unreal. I mean, second period, <laughs> I have a heart attack. There's two minutes left in the match. We're talking about David yeah. Taylor, by the way. David Taylor. Uh, you can call him David. Uh, yeah, David Taylor. Magic. Yeah, Magic Man. He's um, now the, now the guy that uh, recruited you uh, for what was it? Who was it? Was it um? Was it Kenny Monday? Coach Monday recruited me. Where? Where's it? When did this happen? What are you asking no, for? Who? Who? Uh, who recruited you? The legendary. Um, who, who am I thinking about? Who? Who you wrestled for? Uh, in my career, like, yeah. like Bobby, very influential. Wade Chalice out of high school and Bobby Douglas, like the OGs, and and uh, Kyvin Gadsden's dad, rest in peace, Willie Gadsden. They they had a lot of influence in getting me out to the Olympic Training Center, and then from there, Burroughs got me in the Nebraska with Coach Manning, and um. I mean, I've had, I've, I've had great coaches, you know. I mean, I've had great coaches. Wade Chalice is so unpredictable. Did, did he teach you a lot? Of, he, he was scrambling before scrambling was, was, was in. Dude, my whole fucking concept of, like, bottom wrestling and stuff, like, against all the rules, like, hand, I stand up without hand control. Wade said the first thing he ever says, he goes, you know the best time to hit a throw is from bottom. You got nothing to lose. You're back. You, don't, you can't give up a takedown. I was like, fucking brilliant. <laughs> thing. While I'm on bottom. Yeah, but wouldn't you go wouldn't you possibly go to your back? I mean, if you suck. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, he was at the trials I was at, 84. He dude, he he was a nutcase, man. He was throwing shit that nobody's ever seen before. He would go mark the spot and where he was gonna uh, pin you and put you right on the table. <laughs> wow. I'm out here my butt. Got a fight coming up in two weeks. We're just getting some field work in. I'm finally out of a knee brace, but my rib is still fucked. I haven't trained since my fight. Dude, by the way, I still think you're going to be a, world, a champion in MMA. I know it. I know it. It was one setback. I just think with you, man, you're one of those kids. You, If you tell you don't touch the stove, you're going <laughs> to touch the stove. The only time you're not going to touch the stove is after you touch the stove. So I might have to touch that motherfucker a few times, too. <laughs> Like in every single element, you got kicked out of your high school for fighting when you were a three-time Maryland State champion. Then you were you went to you you were a junior college national champion. You were an All-American when you were unseated, Division One All-American. Oh, weight class! I was fucking an eighty-four pounder that year. I was wrestling at eighty-four. KJ bumped me up the week of Big Twelves. I had a pigtail. I had the one seed first match. I took him out. That big fucking juice head from West Virginia. I can't remember his name. Jake Smith. Jake Smith. Yeah. The mother. Huge. And so then you then you get kicked out of college for uh, breaking your hand on someone's face in a bar fight. You beat up two guys in like the Navy for some reason. That was all in high school. That was all in high school. Oh, that was high school. That was high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was one big hint of felonies. No convictions. No convictions. No conviction. <laughs> um, you you still broke the record for most yards in a football game in high school. You ran for five hundred and twenty yards. Some crazy. Jesus. Four twenty. Four twenty. I threw for I threw for three fifteen and I ran for one hundred and five. 
Everybody was like, that's how you know I smoke. 420 all-purpose yards. <laughs> so here you are. You had one setback as a pro, which I, st I still think it must have been like, you're one of these guys. No one's going to knock me out. I can't get knocked out. This fucking chin? No way. And now here you are. You get knocked I out. I wasn't really knocked out, though. Like, I was still there. I was coherent. I could have given freaking talk afterwards. I was just fucking so, like, I mean, the shots were hurting. Don't get me wrong. He was connecting beautifully. But, I mean, I do feel happy that I didn't get knocked out. And, like, I was like, damn, it all held up. It seemed like it was also, like, you were exhausted, too. You were also really tired. Um, yeah, I felt fucking catatonic. Uh, you know, it's like it's bad feeling when you're out there because it's not wrestling. When you're out there wrestling, you get a little tired or grappling. You know, you can find positions you're comfortable in. When you can't move and your cardio is failing and you're at, like, anaerobic capacity and you can't evade these strikes coming your way, you see them coming, but you're just not able – your faculties, you're not able to defend correctly, that's different because you're taking real damage. And, like, I mean, look at me. I have It's the longest I've been out. I mean, I, granted, I grabbed <laughs> Debut. No, so, Patrick, so I'm saying, Patrick, I think you learned your lesson. I, I know you're gonna make a comeback and I know you're gonna be a world champion. I mean, it's all up to you, but I know you but I know that no one has your accolades in wrestling, no one has your heart. And also you you've been down this road before. So Yeah, it's just tough, man. I gotta get out of this this funk, you know, because you keep doing that. Uh, you're right, it's a pattern. I appreciate your belief in me though. Because I do believe in me. I know. I, I agree with you. If I'm healthy and if I'm in shape, you know, I don't believe that there's anybody that can beat me. And hey, Pat, I have a question that's unrelated. Gordon Ryan, what do you what do you think about Gordon Ryan? I mean, I know you had that whole wrestling and then jujitsu thing with him. Do you think he's as good as everyone says he is? Do you do you hate the guy? Does he annoy the fuck out of you like he does most people? No, I mean, dude, I, you know, I actually Gordon's been cool to me. He put me up in his crib to help to train with him. Uh, and and uh. When he was at Henza, I mean, uh, excuse me, at Donahue's in the Blue Room over in uh, Manhattan and shit. So, like, yeah. we're cordial, you know? I mean, I don't fucking, you know, I don't, I don't hate. I've I hate seen you guys go back and forth on Instagram a little bit. That's why. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just a big old juice head. I mean, I think he would get slammed on his neck in a street fight. Like, I think the dude's a fucking. <laughs> you know, he sucks his own dick a little too much, but other than that. <laughs> you know, he, does, he does. He's he is the fucking truth of grappling. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but he got shit for takedowns, and I don't really think he's that much without all that sauce either. I saw pictures of the kid at like 165, 170, and now he's like 230, 240, just dieseled up. Same with like Nicky Rod. I mean, look at him. Like a you know, yeah. average average wrestler. And and then, you know, they do this crazy you know, thing like I've been the same dude since I was like night eight, 17, 18, nine. Like, I'm you know, I'm a man who's done growing and I haven't done anything to alter me. And I'm 30 years old, and that's saying something because these guys are younger than me and they're fucking genetically modifying themselves in the freaks. So I'm like, dog, you did not look like that uh, a week ago, a year ago. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I've been training myself my whole life, yeah. Um, it is what it is. I'm not here to hate on anybody or talk shit about them. They, they, I know. Uh, How pissed is everyone with you when you made the world team? Because everyone wrote you off. The, the uh, whole wrestling community said, this guy's done. He's fucking bad news. And you go out and make the world team. Well, it happened at Iowa. I fucked up with them drug tests there. So I didn't get to wrestle, even though I got into grad school and did all that. To, you know, I transferred from Iowa State to Iowa. And uh, 
I was like in tears in front of Tom Brands. My dad came out. We think we're about to get good news to wrestle. And it's the fucking AD telling me I pop for fucking everything. So I'm like, oh, great. What a weekend that was. So uh, fucking I'm, I'm really sad. And then I come back and Tom Brands said something that resonated. He goes, you know what you do? You come back and get the next best thing. So for me, the next best thing was the U.S. Open. That was me really freaking busting my nut. Like I was good with that. I was like, oh, fuck this wrestling. I'm a U.S. Open champ. And then I just kept the ball rolling with uh, Reese and them guys at the RTC. And, and that was really one of the best runs in my life just because of, I was just going to sleep and going to practice, you know. I mean, it was it was fun doing the right things and then getting good results from it. But, uh, man, to your point, it's a, it's a lot sweeter when you got all these motherfuckers talking shit and then you come and you're just like, yeah, like you kill them with success. That shit. Oh, that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's going to be the motivation now, too, like. You know, not that that's needed, but you got all these motherfuckers with an opinion now. Everybody that has the phone has the internet. They all get entitled opinions, and you got to see them because you just at Pat Downey, and they're going to pop up in my screen. So these motherfuckers are acting like it's the end of the world, and I'm like, bro, just, just you know, you know, just wait till the dog gets a little healthy and in shape, and I just decide to start caring again, and you motherfuckers are going to see. Like this doesn't mean anything to me, even the losing of the Bellator contract, you know. I'll go win a few fights and get a new contract. I'm not worried about that shit. By I just the way, got... what did you pop for? Like weed and coke, or yeah, yeah, usual shit. Right. Um, <laughs> now, as far no as um... I've never done a PED in my life. You know, if anything, I'm doing PIDs, performance inhibiting drugs. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers need steroids to win. I'm like, bro, I'll whip your ass off a bender. Like, I don't get. <laughs> Now, as far as uh, are you looking at LFA? Are you looking at PFL? Are you looking at one championship? Because I mean, you do have a following. People know you. You're popular. Love or hate you, they know you. Honestly, I haven't looked anywhere. That's for Dave, and he told me when I'm ready, he, he's got it figured out for me. So uh, he's a great, uh, you know, Bryce is with him. I mean, all the, a lot of best guys who uh, who I respect are with him. So you know, um, he's got me there. It's a matter of when I'm ready to get back into the gym up there with them guys. And, and they know I keep in touch with all of them. You know, I mean, like I said, it's no, I, I quit or he got fired. And that's, I'm talking about that gym, you know, Killcliffe's the best fucking gym. And, um, what about ATT or MMA masters? Uh, well, ATT shit didn't really, we weren't seeing eye to eye. That should be fucking Brazilian top team. Anyway, that's another story. But, uh, <laughs> Masters is good shit, though. I, I, I did like it there, but I'm out of Miami. That was a big key in my life after my fight. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of this city. So I'm in Hollywood, and I'm just, like, a lot more reserved. And I, I banned myself from the Hard Rock Casino, you know, or I got excluded. You know? They kicked me out. <laughs> so I'm doing a lot of things to change and get ready to even be in that gym again, you know, because when you're not living right and you're not healthy and you're not in shape, you don't you feel out of place there because it's the fucking so world class. Everybody's doing things. It's professional. So I just had to get my head on straight and come back, and then uh, I'll get in touch with Dave, and we'll figure out my next move. You know? Okay, I'm uh, hopefully the sooner the better because I, you know, you are 30. You're probably in your peak, 32, 33. I'm out. This is the longest I've ever been injured. I'm like that. I don't know if this is just years of like degenerate behavior catching up with me and my body's like all right you've had enough where it's like i'm 30 now and i really just am taking more time because these injuries aren't new like i've fucked up my ribs in wrestling i've fucked up my knees in wrestling and, and, the, and the, the rib cartilage is one of the 
worst injuries out of all of them, you know. And the knee scope, that went great. I mean, my meniscus is gone, so fuck it. I guess when I'm 40, I won't be running too much. But Now, didn't you, tech, that, uh, didn't, didn't you tech Nicky Ryan in 10 seconds? Nicky Rodriguez. I mean, Nicky Rodriguez. Is that the guy you texted? Te- or I didn't tech him though. I think it was a few minutes in. That was if Flo's uh, Flo wrestling. Who's number one thing? And that was at Hawkeye Arena too. That was yeah. one of the events. That was Nicky Rod. Uh, yeah, I texted him in a few minutes. Gordon though. Gordon Ryan is who I texted in like thirty seconds. You texted Gordon Ryan in thirty seconds. You just like threw yeah. him on head, right? <laughs> well, that dummy was saying he was like because him and Bo had a grappling match, and after his grappling match, he gets on the mic and he's like. I couldn't beat Bo Nickel in wrestling, but I could beat Pat Downey. And I was like, bro, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like you're cannot beat me in wrestling ever. And then he it took him a while to get me. He eventually got me because they they sat us back down into some uh, position that was favorable to him on the ground. But he couldn't get me down on the ground. He even played jujitsu with him. We we're gonna stand up there all day. And then he no, I, I'm, ha- I'm happy and- I talked to you because people were saying on forums, they're like, oh. He's not taking his fight seriously. He's not sparring. He's not doing any stand-up. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like this guy. But then now I realize you were hurt. Of course you're not doing those things. You're hurt. Yeah, I really thought that I was just going to do a bunch of yoga and cardio strength, you know. <laughs> and like, oh, good. I was like, I'm going to go and fucking choke this bum out real quick. I didn't know. <laughs> I know. It's dumb. I'm cocky or arrogant, whatever the word is, but. I no, live in Ford, man. I don't give a shit. I'll do it again. Now, how are the how's the, how are the girls? How's the OnlyFans? Oh, only <laughs> OnlyFans canceled me. I couldn't abide by their uh, co-creator process. Okay. Apparently, you need consent. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Cut that bit out. <laughs> yeah. When when like they ha- they have to consent to like posting it at them and OnlyFans knows that they consented to posting it by them being tagged in it. So they canceled me because I wasn't giving these uh, women their credit. Okay, so you were having sex with the girls, filming it, putting it on OnlyFans. And they loved were- it. Yeah, the bitches were the ones telling me to do it. Uh, so the girls were in on it. I'm breaking but- I'm- yeah, they love it. It's like, you know, I'm fucking maybe I'm catching a case here. I gotta stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the girls were in on it, but they just weren't telling OnlyFans they were cool with it. They didn't have OnlyFans. So the whole rule of OnlyFans is how OnlyFans knows that your co-creator is consenting to the co-creation is by them being tagged in it. So it was literally like <laughs> something that they could have done. We could have just made them an OnlyFans, and by the time you know, I was I was killing it on there too, man. Fuck, I'm pissed man. about that. <laughs> Got it. Now, did anybody go on it and be like, "Hey, I didn't want to see your dick. I I, I thought I was gonna get wrestling moves." <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not not really. It was more, more. It was actually the opposite. It was a bunch of fags. I just wanted to see my. <laughs> it was crazy. It was I nuts. Love this guy, man. <laughs> yeah, it was literally all all gay dudes like. And I'm like, shit, this is kind of, now I felt gay. I was like, I'm probably good. I got cancer from it. Yeah, I'm, I'm only like, you know, devaluing myself here in the long run, even though I'm making it, you know, it can't be a good look. So gay dudes wanted to see your cock and you're like, hey, this is me sparring or this is me doing sprawls. And then they're mad. Yeah. I mean, more or less, like, you know, when you 
when you actually did put the stuff out there that I did originally want, like, you know, occasionally I'd roll a blunt or something, but in general, it was like technique, technique Tuesday. Nobody gave a fuck. (laughs) 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 I swear, it's sick. But then when it was like penis Thursday, all of a sudden. Yeah, when technique Tuesday turned into thought Thursday. Yeah. And they, I I fucking, I'm in the top 1%. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. All right. Well, listen, Pat, you seem like you're in really good spirits, man. Um, I'm I'm a big fan. I know you're going to be, I'm telling you, I call, I said Cormier is a world champion. I said that uh, Chris Wyman is a world champion. I said that Caldwell is going to be world champion. All of them then. I think Pat Downey will be world champion. I'm, I'm standing by it, but prove me right. Prove that me means so- a lot. Yeah. Thank you, man. I got a lot of people saying the opposite right now. So to hear that from you. <laughs> Spot, honestly, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm out okay. here trying to prove yeah. myself right. You know what's that cliche? Don't prove others wrong. Prove yourself right. So yeah, yeah I got, I got to be Pat Downey, man. I, I I come back from this. I always do. That's why, that's why. Even though I'm like in a pile of shit right now, I still smell like a rose. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, man. Fuck <laughs> I am now. I am now a huge fan. He's <laughs> he's me thirty years ago. Yeah, without yeah. the drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Pat, and uh, have a good weekend, uh, brother. Hell yeah, fellas! Thanks for having me on, Adam. I'll talk to you, man. Anytime. Oh, All right. Excellent, Pat. dude. He's hysterical. Holy that guy's funny. You got to get him to do stand-up comedy. Oh, dude, he's a riot. Oh, my God. I mean, he so much talent, though. That's so much talent. The kid, obviously. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, he's right. He can come off a bender and beat you. I mean, he, dude, he's he, in a dark place. You can tell he's in a bit, he's a bit of a dark place. You think you know? so? That's yeah, but I he's got, been yeah. on this road before. He's been yeah. kicked out of colleges. I feel like he's just reassessing. Kicked yeah. out of high schools, kicked out of colleges, kicked off teams. So the fact that he's on a, a track. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. sh- shows me he, he, you know, and he's helping his friend get ready. He's not even getting himself ready. He's helping his buddy. Yeah, but he was like, remember he said, he goes, you know, if, if I really want to take this seriously, if I really want to do this, I was like, if there's some doubt in his head, you know, I don't know. Of course. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> that's what I like to talk. I don't like to talk to you after you win. It's yeah, after, exactly. After you lose is when, uh, you know, that's what everybody else. When did he, out. when, when did he last lose? It's about a couple months ago, two months. And it was a big, it was a 25 to one favorite. And it, it, it oh, sounds like his body took a beat too. So yeah. that's hard. That's hard I mean, to get straight in your head too. I think. Yeah. Well, you can't go to a fight with a fucking broken rib. Oh. And, I mean, it's just, it's just, that's just broken rib, broken this, can't spar, can't train. I'll just go in there, do some yoga, and, and go to twenty four, twenty four hour fitness once a week. It's like, uh, come on, man. Like, you know, I mean, what do you? If there's ever a perfect storm for the other guy, but. You know, I, I telling you, man, that's what the kid needs. I hate to say it, but you know what? He learned that lesson on his second fight. How many times, how many times do we see these guys go eight and oh, and oh, then learn that lesson and then they never recover. You know, he's better off learning that now learning. He has a bad chin or not a bad chin learning. He can, he can get dropped on your second fight. I think is better than learning it on your 10th fight. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, lesson lesson learned early. I mean that that's but it's all about what he wants, you know. Um, but uh, that OnlyFans thing is hilarious. The fact that he like, 
no, he, he, he started OnlyFans to teach wrestling techniques. I think it was like, you got to see his Instagram. There's a lot of hot, scandalous-looking women around him. So, <laughs> I think, you know, he's just, oh, a, he's an outlaw. I mean, he's the kid is a, he is one of those guys that. That's uh, what Bryce was talking about. He is. I mean, the fact that he could get cut from a college team, though, and then go out and become a world, make the world team. That's insane. I mean, I wish I, that's the problem, I think, sometimes with talent. Is too much talent sometimes can be your biggest detriment. Yeah, because you don't work as hard as you should. Hundred percent. You get I away no with shit that other kids can't get away with. I have you no know? idea. Me neither. <laughs> never, I, I've never been talented at anything. I've always, I, I've always I've had, had to work for everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. And then people go, "Oh, he's talented." Oh, really? He's. T- it, t- it took me. It took me ten years to get to where the fucking this guy got in one month. It, yeah. You know. But the problem is that guy in one month quits. Or has bad, uh, you know, yeah. he because he doesn't appreciate it much. Doesn't appreciate all these guys, the internet, all these guys on who are TikTok famous, and they all of a sudden they're headlining. They don't know what the, they're gonna they're gonna get it and they're gonna lose it. Uh, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it happen so many times. You got there, but it didn't mean anything to you because you didn't. Yeah. You didn't work for it. Yeah, earn it. Yeah, you don't have to give anything. Acting wise, how many people get stuff right away and then they never act again? And they quit as soon as they get three auditions that they don't get. Yeah, I, I've not got thousands of things. I because no <laughs> nobody people only know the things you get. Yeah, they don't look. You don't see the ten thousand things you didn't get. Yeah, I, I always said like if, if my career was like symbolized of a fighter, I would win by the other guy breaking his hand, punching me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, eventually the guy's hand breaks he just i can't yeah. and i'm still there and it's like oh this guy can't maybe both hands too yeah, yeah. i love it <laughs> uh bill what do you got coming up well i'm in san diego this weekend at the laugh factory uh i don't know when this is coming out but friday saturday that's it and then uh that's it man that's it and hey watch alaska daily if if, you, if anyone watches tv watch alaska daily on hulu Watch that season for me. Aldo, what do you got coming up? Aldo, where can people follow you? In my living room this afternoon and probably headlining in my bedroom tonight. Uh, Nice. Nice. (laughs) But I got my club up up and off the ground, baby. We got a club on 1938 14th Street in Santa Monica. We're teamed up with Santa Monica Striking. Your wrestling club. Your wrestling club. Wrestling club. Monsters up and going. We're we're teamed up with Santa Monica Striking, so they're going to teach jujitsu, Muay Thai, kickboxing and then we're going to try to make it like an mma gym where you come in if you want to learn wrestling along with kickboxing or muay thai with wrestling then you'll have a couple classes that you'll go to all in the same place it's, it's exciting scary but exciting put out all my i got no money left so if it, it goes <laughs> this goes belly up adam guess who's moving in what do you mean you left you like you've ever had money give me a yeah, break right. <laughs> well, what i had left so so i'll be moving it you'll have a full-time babysitter man you will 1000 percent. although if you anything ever happened you would 100 percent be able to live here yeah, you'd be the full-time best. babysitter my, my my daughter loves him so much my daughter's best friend is like a, a 50 something year old biker uh a female dancer that may or may not have a leg breaker at one point in his life um, no, you, guys, you guys see her. We, we played puppets together she's freaking a riot she's so smart and the shit she says is insane dude it's, it's so funny have you met his little girl yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other day she goes, Daddy, you're good at the big things. Mommy's good at the small things. I'm like, <laughs> that's, 
that's actually very profound. <laughs> she must have snuck in the bedroom. <laughs> oh my god, dude. She, she says she's so funny, dude. Uh, uh, so I, I will be at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night, Saturday night in Ventura. I think it's called the Copa Comedy Club now. It used to be uh, the old Ventura Harbor. And then I got Minnesota coming up at the House of Comedy and Vancouver at the House of Comedy um, at the end of the month. But uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you. Uh, for coming on. Uh, and thank Pat Downey. Take care, guys. See you guys. Bye.